if you watched UFC 275's main event, you might have seen something a bit strange from Yiri. Yeah, a few ignored taps. This caused many in the community to go into a frenzy that Yuri had actually gotten away with a fake tap. Well, it turns out Mark Goddard cleared that all up, but it got us thinking, what about the times this actually did happen? Well, I'm Balian from MMA on Point, and these are the 10 fakest goddamn cheating damn tootin' turkey butt fake taps in MMA. Number 10, Josh Barnett versus Semi Shield. Back in 2001, there weren't that many heavyweight submission artists, well, still aren't these days, to be honest, at least compared to how many knockout artists there are, but among the Frank Mears and the Nogueras, you had Josh Barnett, who was a complete expert at taking people down and tapping them out. The baby-faced assassin was only a 23-year-old lad when he joined the UFC, and along his journey, he met Semi Shul. If you didn't know him, he was a big Dutch kickboxer and was actually on a nine-fight win streak at this point, also technically the Pancrase Openweight Champion at the time as well. But Barnett took him right down, started dropping some, frankly, horrific ground and pound until he decided it was submission time. He snatched up an armbar and as Semi postures up to get out of it, he kind of taps on Josh's leg. Now this one is a bit notorious across MMA forums as a classic example of a fighter tapping just once to see if the other guy will loosen his hold. It's not multiple taps so the ref stops the fight just enough that there might be a moment to take advantage. Sadly, Semi didn't get out of the armbar and was actually forced to tap promptly before his arm snapped in two. Number nine, Diego Brandao and Pablo Garza. Given the way Diego Brandao fights, you think every opponent of his had spent several years at school stealing his lunch money and now he finally gets the opportunity to get revenge. He was a member on Team Bisping during the Ultimate Fighter 14, but not even Mike at times could calm him down. Hey! After winning the Ultimate Fighter 14 finale against Dennis Bermudez and a one-on-one -on -one start, he got to work smashing through the 145-pound roster in the UFC. He was booked to fight the Scarecrow Pablo Garza on a fight night card, and Brandao wasted no time pressuring Garza, putting that BJJ black belt to good use, obviously. He got the fight to the ground, passed guard, and set up a very tight arm triangle. But as he locked it in, Garza lifted his left arm and tapped once on the shoulder of Diego. The sub had only just been strapped on, and most people thought it was an attempt to perhaps get Brandao to loosen his choke before he fully sunk it in. It didn't work, however, Diego kept squeezing, sunk his hips down and made him tap out properly. I guess if you think it was a fake tap, it wasn't very subtle, but when you're face down on the mat trying to choke someone out, anything that feels like a tap could get you to loosen your grip. Good luck trying to get Diego to do that though, man's a very ferocious competitor. Number 8, Charles Oliveira versus Kevin Lee. Back right before we shut everything down for the pandy, the UFC put on this really weird event in a completely empty arena in Brazil. The governor had declared no public gatherings just five days before the event, so the UFC cancelled media day and everything else, but put the fights on anyway. The main event was Charles Oliveira against Kevin Lee, which turned out to be a pretty good fight, but by the third round, Kevin was starting to gas very hard. He shot for a takedown, and as you can probably guess, he got stuck in a guillotine. It's Charles Oliveira, he had to tap. And he did so about four or five times. But then after Charles lets go, he starts trying to take his back and continue the fight. Obviously, the ref explains for him, hey man, you tap, fight's over. No, no, you can't fight no more. Oh, what? But Kevin continues to protest saying he didn't tap. I'm sure you're thinking, hey, maybe he went out for a few seconds, maybe he's confused. Well, that's not what everyone thought. Masvidal called him a ho-ass bitch, and he did miss weight as well, so that pissed a few other people off. Still, one of the stranger moments in MMA. What did Kevin think? These guys ain't even choking me, it's me, you know, I'm getting choked. Number seven, Brandon Royval versus Hegerio Bonserine. Moving swiftly on, another submission that caused a bit of a discussion on social media was Brandon Royval against Hegerio Bonserine. 
It was a fast-paced fight, and about halfway through the third and final round, the very flexible Roy Val locked up an armbar. Bonterin postures up and gives one little tap. Dominic Cruz and Bisping immediately acknowledge it, but it's not enough for the ref to jump in and stop it. He almost tapped. I, he thought about it. Algerio kind of got out of the submission because of it, and the fight ended up going to a decision. Roy Val still won, but anyone that bet on him to finish by submission was probably super pissed. Anyway, media members Jedi Goodman and even Luke Thomas tweeted it out and asked for someone to convince them it's not a tap, and he wasn't the only one. Bell Gonzalez, Angela Hill, and Jason Ellis also said he tapped. Someone pointed out perhaps one tap shouldn't count as tapping, but then Luke brought up Vadum vs Fedor, where Fedor only tapped once and quickly, and the fight was stopped. In any case, Bonterin denies that he ever tapped, and let's face it, even if he did, why would he admit it? Number 6. Chael Sonnen what would the outlandish career of Chael Sonnen be without a few fake tap stories thrown in, eh? He can pretty much cross everything else off his MMA achievements list anyway. First off, there was that time in the WEC where Chael fought 16-0 Paulo Filo, a BJJ gold medalist who caught him in a very nasty armbar. It was so bad, Chael screamed in pain, and well, the ref thought he was tapping, but he didn't. The fight was stopped anyway, though. Chael was upset post-fight, but the commission kind of just sided with the referee. Then against Anderson Silva, of course, most of you know the story. He was fighting a champion unbeaten in the UFC. He took him down and beat him up for the whole fight, only in the closing 30 seconds to be caught in a triangle armbar. Clearly, he didn't want to, but with one hand, Chael gave one tap. But when the ref stopped the fight and Anderson let go of the submission, Chael continued fighting and tried to take top position as if he'd never tapped in the first place. Okay, I see what you're doing, Chael. And the way I thought it worked was that if you tap, you lost that round. It wasn't until they watched back the replay in slow motion Goldberg finally declare it was all over and the crowd applauded the champion. Oh, and I suppose there was also that weird fight in Bellator with Tito which had conspiracy theorists running wild, helped by the fact Chael told everyone he felt and heard Tito tap. Number 5. Akira Khorasani vs Team Mayhem the Ultimate Fighter 14 had some right characters, which led to a lot of shouting, pranks, and if you're Akira Khorasani, reminded everyone that he's from the streets, brother. Akira was a competitor on Team Bisping from Sweden, and he could definitely throw hands after thugging it out to get in the house. He talked a fair amount of shit and managed to piss off Dustin Nice. Luckily though, if that happens on tough though, you can just fight each other, so they did. And with 1 minute and 20 seconds left in the first round, Dustin locked up a heel hook. Akira sat up and tapped Dustin's leg one time while grimacing in pain. But funny thing about tapping once, well, no one really knows what that means. Herb Dean clearly didn't think it was enough to stop the fight, but everyone cage side immediately began shouting, he tapped! He tapped! Dustin even looked at Herb like, what the hell bro? Thinking the fight should probably be over, but it wasn't, and it went to a decision, and Akira won. Then a couple of episodes later, he was matched up with Dennis Bermudez in the semi-finals, and the same thing nearly happened again. The Swedish gangster came out and started blasting Bermudez with heavy shots that almost finished him, but the menace got the takedown and started working working for a front headlock. But a couple of seconds later, and Akira's hand taps the side of Dennis several times, and it looks again like a bit of a fake tap. Even Bisping saw it, and he immediately shouted at him, Don't tap! as if he hadn't just already. Dennis just keeps cranking his neck though, and it gets to the point Herb has to ask Akira, because at this point, he's not even sure. He did eventually tap though, but it certainly took some convincing. Rumor has it MMA forums have his nickname down as Ghost Tap somewhere. Number four, Matt Lindland versus Murillo Bustamante. There are plenty of arsehole things to do in MMA, but one that frequently does the rounds on Reddit is what Matt Linden did to Murillo Bustamante at UFC 37. Now, Matt was undefeated at this point. This was his fifth UFC fight, and it was for the middleweight championship, so the stakes were pretty much as high as you can get. Undefeated, title on the line, and all that. With two minutes left in round one, Murillo grabs an armbar off a bridging Linden. It's locked in, and he taps. John dives in, grabs Bustamante, who lets go of Linden's arm. That's when he popped his head up and goes, Yo, I didn't tap, bro. 
Big John McCarthy didn't really know what to do. He just stood both guys up and sent them to their corners. It was even funnier when the commentator said, Well, no reason to believe that Bustamante can't put him back in that position. Well, geez, he's already won the fight, hasn't he? Either way, it is possible that Matt's arm was perhaps stuck and it flailed about and that looked like a tap. But I mean, considering everyone else's reaction, it doesn't really seem to be the case. Bustamante finally tapped him probably in the third round and became middleweight champion. Number three, Seth Bozinski versus Tim McKenzie. Season 11 of The Ultimate Fighter also had some future UFC staples, including Seth Bozinski, who didn't win the show. In fact, he lost his fight on the finale against Brad Tavares, and so he wasn't signed. He had to earn his way back to the big show. He made an appearance late that year at Tachi Palace Fight 7 against a Mr. Tim McKenzie. About two minutes in, as Seth is dropping ground and pound, Tim throws up an excellent armbar. He's cranking on it, cranking on it, cranking on it, and as he tries to go barely down, that's when a grimacing Seth pops up, and as Tim really sinks it in, he gives three quick taps to his chest. If you watch it in slow motion, there's no denying he basically just taps to the armbar. Tim looks up at Seth and literally lets go of his left hand, and that's when he sees an apparent perfect opportunity to unleash some revenge. The snake in the grass drops several big shots, and it's all over. A TKO win for Seth with some straight-up blatant cheating. Yeah, not really sure how he got away with this one. Tim appealed the outcome to the commission, but it wasn't overturned, and it goes down as a TKO win in the first round. Seth was even given a title shot in his next fight after this one before making it back to the UFC. Number two, Caleb Austin versus James Ploss. Not sure if this is a normal thing in the US, but to celebrate before his high school graduation, Caleb Austin made his amateur MMA debut against James Ploss up in Maine. Two guys fighting for the first time, anything can happen, right? Well, you probably weren't expecting this. Two minutes into the fight, it's on the mat and Caleb gets caught in a guillotine while in top full guard. The ref wasn't wearing his glasses apparently, or just wanted to make sure Caleb wasn't going unconscious, so he got right down close to see how tight the choke was. Only thing is that meant he totally missed what was happening on the other side. Turns out it was tight enough to disrupt an amateur debut and Caleb had to tap, no doubt spoiling his graduation. Both men sat up and just sort of looked at the ref wondering why he hadn't stopped the fight yet. His response, oh, you guys are done? Uh, I didn't see anything, keep going. So uh, Caleb did, he jumped on plus, started dropping ground a pound until the ref finally stopped the action. Yeah, someone fucked up big time. Well, the ref's name was John English, and he apologized to the team after the fight, admitting he was basically in a very bad position. Ploss and Caleb shook hands afterwards, and Ploss even stated fighting is extremely emotional and psychological. Austin did say that if he was in that situation again, he would acknowledge the tap, but put it down to his collegiate wrestling mentality. No retreat. No surrender. Number one, Henan Ferreira versus Fabricio Verdun. What happened at PFL 3 last year is probably the most high-profile case of the old fake tap in recent memory. Fabrizio Verdum had just left the UFC for a legend like that. There were plenty of promotions he could have arrived at. My hope was for Triller Triad Combat. Team MMA could use some bigger boys, but I guess the professional fighting league is pretty good. Did you know you can win $1 million? Well, for a former UFC heavyweight champion, it probably sounded like easy money, but he was matched up against the well then unknown Henan Ferreira, but fella has a bit of a reputation now, let me tell you. I can't believe this news. Anyway, the fight starts. Vadum does his old flying sidekick and takes him down. Henan sweeps him but lands right into a triangle choke. He starts dropping big bombs on Vadum as he doesn't quite have the right angle, but he gets his foot under his knee and slowly Henan's right arm taps twice on Vadum's shoulder. Keith Peterson clearly didn't see it, but even Kenny Florian on commentary did. He thought it was over. It looked like that right hand tapped the shoulder for a couple seconds there, Randy. Fabrizio didn't really have a choice and kept squeezing, and Hennen decided to carry on blasting him over the top with more sledgehammers. A couple of seconds later, and the Doom is unconscious, and everyone's a bit confused because didn't that guy just tap? They play back the replay as Vadum was complaining to the officials, and yeah, they confirmed what everyone at home thought. 
He appealed to everyone's favourite commission, the New Jersey State Athletic Board, and they actually overturned the result to a no contest. You see, justice at last after 10 entries. But would you give any of these guys the benefit of the doubt? Well, you can let us know in the comments below. Have a good day now. I'm Bailey from Emerald Point, and yes, we are finally here in our brand new office. Let's go check it out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to our MMA Challenge of the Week. Today, I'm joined by the greatest referee in the world, Mr. Mark Goddard. Would I would punch him straight in the back of the fucking head. That's right, a brand new channel with brand new content. Welcome to Fight Front, the home of personality-driven MMA. Today, it's an MMA challenge where I take the worst-rated UFC character in UFC Undisputed 3 all the way to the heavyweight championship of the world. And I'm reacting to Colin McGregor. Make sure you scroll on down and hit subscribe because you do not want to miss all the new content coming your way on this brand new channel. And hey, it's me, Tommy Toehold, and I'm rolling around on a damn monitor. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further. And I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.